Hey there, welcome to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen, and today I'm so excited. It's a super special episode because today is episode 100. I've been doing this for a little over two years, and I just, I can't believe that I get to say this is episode 100. So I'm super thrilled to be able to share this episode with you. It's a very special episode all about the six methods that I think are essential to take control of our health. There's six simple yet doable things that you can do in order to take control of your health to be the best, most effective, most amazing mama out there going forward for the rest of your life. If you can adopt even one of these six things, but all six of them would be fan friggin' tastic, you're going to be the most amazing mom and have just amazing health going forward. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I thank you so very much for being here for 100 episodes. And make sure you listen to the end because I do have a special announcement at the end all about something coming out in the fall. So make sure you listen to the whole thing. Let me know what your thoughts are. And I'm just, I'm excited to have you here. And thank you again so much for being here for 100 episodes. So let's get to it. Hey there, welcome to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen Moss, and I believe as moms that we can do more than just survive motherhood. We can thrive and enjoy the day. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and inspiration to help bring more positivity, optimism, well-being, and of course, a whole lot of joy into your life. Are you ready to up-level your thoughts and be who you want to be? Let's dive in. Hey there, what's happening? Welcome back to the podcast. So today I wanted to talk about taking control. (laughs) I've been talking about this a lot off and on and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I read a lot of things and basically what most of what I listen to or read about comes down to is taking better care of our health, taking control of our own bodies and our own health. Because so many of us outsource our health and our mindset and our thought process and everything else to external sources, to doctors, to professionals of some sort, to other friends, to family members, whatever. We're always outsourcing so much of our health. So today I want to talk about taking control and the fact that it doesn't really take a lot, but it just takes conscious effort to take control (laughs) and to want to do it, I guess, and to not just sit idly by and watch stuff go wrong and things go south and your body and your family's bodies deteriorate, but to actually realize that you have so much more control over your health outcomes than you are led to believe by so many people. And it doesn't have to be this massive all at once, oh my gosh, I have to change every single thing about the way that I live my life. No, it doesn't need to be that radical. It doesn't need to be that crazy, but it does need to be a conscious effort to do something. (laughs) And I 
as I said, listen to a lot of things. And, you know, I kind of look at it as, and a lot of people look at it as, the first thing you have to take control over is your mindset and what you are thinking and what goes on between your ears and your head. Because so many people talk to themselves negatively, in inappropriate ways, in just when you really think about it, maddening ways to themselves inside their head that they would never do to another human being or even another animal or whatever. But we talk to ourselves in this horrible way. I'm never going to get there. I suck. I'm terrible. We're labeling ourselves as these people that are incapable of doing anything good for ourselves and we just talk to ourselves in such an awful way and in my opinion that's where we need to start first with getting control of ourselves is to figure out how to take control of your mindset and there's so many different ways (laughs) and I've talked about them on the podcast and there's so many other podcasts and books and audiobooks and seminars and all kinds of stuff where you can learn about this stuff and some of it is very overwhelming because again you feel like you have to do all of this stuff all at once but in my opinion that's not the case (laughs) but that's the first place you need to start with and again there are simple ways that don't take a lot of time you can start working on that but the second way that we need to take control is over our bodies and our fork, what we put at the end of our fork. It's so easy to control that and so simple to control that, but yet most of us don't, myself included. Over the years, I go for easy. (laughs) I am all about eating easy foods, simple foods, which led me down a path to be eating a lot of things that were microwaved or out of a box or a package or whatever, which are convenient, but they're not good for you. (laughs) I mean, there's no nutritional value or very little nutritional value in most of those packaged goods that you stick in a microwave for three minutes and, you know, you have a healthy meal. No, you don't typically have a healthy meal. They're filled with preservatives and chemicals and all kinds of stuff in order to keep them on the shelf longer and in order to make them cook and taste better. So, second thing, take control of what you put on your fork. Whole, clean foods, berries. And a lot of people will tell you, don't eat fruit, fruit's bad for you. No food that's a whole food, in my opinion, again, I'm not a doctor, but just from the research that I've done and from kind of researching on my own body, I guess. If you're eating whole foods that come from the ground or the earth or whatever, like fruits and vegetables and meats and, you know, things such as that, I'm pretty sure you're going to be a lot better off than someone that's eating stuff out of a box that has a label on it. So if you're afraid of fruit sugar because you've been told that carbs are bad or sugar is bad, then maybe do some research on that and kind of rethink what you're doing with that because (laughs) 
I don't know. Ever heard of the phrase, eat the rainbow? I feel like if you're eating things that are of the earth, you know, that were made to be eaten, that we're going to be a lot better off than how we are as society right now, eating this junky crap that sits on a box, in a box on the shelf forever. So anyway, second thing is to take control of what you put on the end of your fork or what goes into your mouth. So the third thing I believe that we need to take control over and take under our own guise and power is our movement. And as you can tell, probably I'm out walking right now. This is where I do most of my podcasts now because this is where I think the best and it's where I feel the best and it's where I have the time to do it. It's the summertime. I'm out with my kids most of the day. They're out of school. So doing my podcast while I'm walking is just where it's been happening. And audio quality might not be stellar, but I think you can still get the message. And so my point is, I believe movement is so vitally important to our health and taking control of that movement and doing things that make you happy and that make you feel good and that you enjoy doing. There is no point in going out for a run if you hate running. Because first of all, it's not gonna feel good. Second of all, you're gonna dread it every day. Third of all, you're probably not moving your body quite the way that your body wants to move because you're ticked off because you hate the exercise that you're doing. So find some kind of activity that you really enjoy doing. And for me, like I said, it's become walking, which I never thought I would be a walker (laughs) because I've always been a runner and an athlete and doing lots of other things. But I've found that I love my morning walks. I love them. I get up early. I go out and walk. It's quiet. I can listen to stuff if I want to. I don't have to if I don't want to. So find the activity that makes you happy. The other thing I can say is to try as hard as you possibly can to get some type of strength training involved in your working out. And it can be body weight strength training or it can be with free weights or machines or whatever. But to get some kind of strength training into your repertoire is vitally important, especially as we age because we lose body mass body musculature as we age and we have to keep keep it up I mean to keep ourselves strong and healthy and vital throughout the rest of our lives we got to keep our strength up so add some type of strength training into your exercise movement routine again it doesn't have to be anything that you can't stand like I don't like doing bench presses with a barbell so I don't do it. I do push-ups. I do um, free weights like um, um, dumbbells. I do kettlebells. I found that there are certain things that I really enjoy doing. And so I do those. I refuse to do things that don't bring me joy and that I really don't like. And, you know, life is full of doing things that you don't really want to do. So why can't we make our movement part of our day something that we really enjoy? That's my opinion. But... (laughs) So movement is the third of your ways of taking control. And the fourth is hydration. You have to make sure that you keep yourself hydrated. 
And I think a lot of us have been bamboozled over the years into thinking that we have to drink tons and tons and tons and tons of water. Or you have to go out and drink chemical-laden Gatorade or whatever, which I did for years and years training for Ironman and doing Ironman because that's who sponsored the event and that's who had the liquid out on the course. So I am not immune to doing all of this stuff. I've just learned over the years that it's horrifically (laughs) not good for you. It's not something that's healthy. It's not something that hydrates our kids or ourselves or whatever. There are plenty of other better ways to hydrate. And plain water is typically not one of them because there's no electrolytes in plain water. So if you do like water, which is basically all I drink, you can add very basic things, a pinch of sea salt and some lemon. And there you go. Now you have a little bit of an electrolyte balance. There's also all kinds of drink mixes you can get. But again, you got to look for what's in those drink mixes. If they have aspartame and sucralose and all that crap in them, don't buy them. Not worth it. Not doing anything good for you. But there's other ones like Element, um, which is very salty. So like for me, I like it, but I have to dilute it more than what it says. But I'm also not, you know, running ultra races and stuff like that. So I don't need a thousand milligrams of sodium every time I drink a drink. So there are definitely ways to hydrate yourself. (laughs) Food is a terrific way of hydrating. Grapes, watermelon, you know, any kind of watery kind of fruit is going to give you hydration as well. So just drinking plain water is not really going to hydrate you. You got to look at other things that you can do for hydration. And it's super important. And it's super important to avoid sugary, chemical-laden drinks in general. And none of us want to hear it, but alcohol is really not great for us for many, many reasons. I drink alcohol on occasion. I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm not saying don't drink it, but be careful how much you drink of it, when you drink it. I was just listening to a podcast from a naturopath who was talking about sun exposure, and she was saying that there's a whole lot of things going on with the sun that, you know, misconceptions and things with sun and skin cancer and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going (laughs) to say what I you know, think is right or wrong or whatever, because again, I'm not a doctor, but she was saying how so many of us drink alcohol while we're out in the hot, hot sun. And she's like, that really is one of the worst things you could possibly do because of the oxidation of what happens when you're in the sunshine. So anyway, you can look that up. Her name's Dr. Tina, T-Y-N-A. And she just did a podcast about safe sunning. And she talked about alcohol and food and the stuff that happens to our skin because of what we are putting into our bodies, not necessarily because of the actual sun. So anyway, that's a side note. But (laughs) So, you know, be careful what you are drinking and make sure that it's stuff that is good for you, at least most of the time. And for hydration, you know, you got to really look at the things that are actually hydrating you or not hydrating you because there is a difference. So, so that's that. So the next component of taking control of yourself and your health 
is uh, personal development or learning something that will better yourself personally. So it can be reading books, it can be listening to audios, it can be listening to podcasts, something that allows you to better yourself personally and to grow as a human being and as a person and whether it's a spiritual way or it's an educational way or whatever, it doesn't matter, but growing yourself personally is super important. And I think this is one of the most important things I read every day. I listen to podcasts every day, pretty much. I listen to audiobooks. And I mean, I have a long list of things that I like to listen to or read. And I wish I had more time to get to it all <laughs> because I just don't. But I take as much time as I can. I get up earlier in the morning so that I can do this. And, you know, one thing that you can do, which I did with 75 Hard, was read 10 pages of a real book in your hand um, every day, which was great. I finished, I think if I remember, I finished six books, which, you know, in 75 days, that's quite a lot. And they weren't little short, you know, tiny books. They were actually good books. And so personal development, spiritually mentally, however you want to look at it, whatever you want to read about health, nutrition, fitness, your mind, body connection, whatever it is, just some way of doing personal development. And then the last thing is your community and gratitude, like giving thanks for what you actually have in your life and where you are in your life and to give back to your community in some way, whether or not it's just walking with a neighbor, um, saying good morning to a neighbor, pulling their trash cans in, and then giving gratitude for those things that you do have or that you see or that are around you, like beautiful flowers or the fact that you have a roof over your head or that you have clean water or whatever. It doesn't matter, but gratitude and community service of some sort is super important to taking control of your health and your life and it'll just it'll make you feel better and it contributes to the community and your the world in general so I feel like that's another component of taking control of your health because there are studies out now that talk about how expressing gratitude and being grateful for the things that you have measurably improve your health and your mental health, which our mental health is in such shambles right now in the world because of what's been happening in the last several years and maybe even decades. But so giving gratitude not only is good for other people and just being grateful for the things that you have, but it's also very important for your mental health. So those are my things to do to take into consideration with um, taking control of your own physical, mental, and emotional health. So with all of that said, I, because I love all this stuff so much and because I do it and want to share it with as many people as I can. 
I just feel as though the world needs more people doing these things in life and that if more people were doing these things, more people would be healthy, more people would be happy, more people would be more forgiving, kinder to other people. And I just feel like it would be, we would live in a much better world. So I'm putting together a program that encompasses all of these components that's simple, that's fun, and that we can all do together in the fall because kids will be going back to school, we will be getting back into routines, and I think having some kind of structured routine to get yourself in control of yourself is super important. So I've been thinking about this a lot, and I am putting together a program. It will be out. I will share it as soon as I have it all together, and I'm looking at probably like September, October, November, or October, November, December kind of time frame, like a three month, I don't want to call it intensive because it's not going to be intense because I'm just not intense, <laughs> but something that you can do to take control of your health and your mind body connection where we can do it together and it's going to be great. So look for that, but I hope this information was valuable. I'll put some resources in the show notes, um, the Dr. Tina episode as well as a couple of other things that I have to share um, but I hope it was useful for you I hope you can take get some good takeaways from it and maybe you can start incorporating one or more of these things into your daily life and it can help you to you know just live a better life be a better human and contribute to the world in a better way by taking control of your own health I hope this was valuable for you I wish you great comfort, amazing health, and as my mantra always states, make sure you get out there and you enjoy the day. I'll be back again real soon, friend. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>